This is Morgan Michael, welcoming you to Kindsight 101, the podcast where you'll hear from world-renowned educational leaders about the mobilizing power of kindness, together by challenging our assumptions and venturing beyond the status quo in education, we can make a big impact, one small act at a time. When I put a call out to some of my friends and colleagues to learn the actionable ways that they create a culture of belonging within their classrooms, I was blown away by the responses I received. I will be incorporating many of these strategies and lesson ideas within my own practice. In this episode, you'll hear a unique way to connect authentically with families during your first week in the classroom, a great way for students to get to know each other and the staff within your school, an awesome hands-on activity to start your first day off right, and a list of resources and tangible ways to develop growth mindset within your students during the first month and throughout the year. You'll also learn a strategy so successful that three educators mentioned variations of it. Love it. Finally, you'll learn a handful of tips for starting the year off right. Thanks for listening. Hi, my name is Trish. I teach grade one. And one of the things that is really important to me starting out in a new school year is establishing a really good sense of community in my classroom. And one of the ways that I love to get to know students and parents and to let them get to know me is by hosting a class picnic on a weekend at a nearby park. And I usually try and do that within the first couple weeks of school. I find that it gives parents the chance to get to know each other and to get to know me um, in a really relaxed setting. And that right off the bat gives them a sense of trust and uh, understanding that I'm out to do the best I can for their kids and that I wanna get to know them. And then it also gives kids the chance to see me as a person and a part of their community, not just an isolated teacher in a school who never leaves. Um, and I find that when we come back to school on a Monday after having done that over the weekend, that there's this sense that we are all there together and we're all in it together and that we all trust each other and that we're going to have a great year together. And that, I find, really sets the tone for the year as the kids have come to know already that we're really a community and a classroom of learners. Hi, my name is Terry Wicks and I've been an educator for more than 30 years. I taught from kindergarten to grade nine. However, my focus was mainly K-1 and 2 for more than 20 years of my career. I also spent 12 years as a school administrator in K-5 schools, six of those years as a principal in a K-5 dual-track school. My focus at the start of every school year for my classroom was to build a safe, risk-free environment for my students and their families. To build community right from the start, I tried to meet families at the classroom door and greeted everyone by name and gave a comment where I could, such as, it's great to see you or you'll be really excited to see what we're doing today. Anything that would elicit uh, an eye contact with the students and hopefully get a smile out of them and, they, and a comment back. At the start of the year, parents were invited to accompany their child into the classroom to help um, execute or to help select um, home reading books for the child's bag, and they continued to do so until the child learned the uh, routine and were independent with that. Parents were welcome to stay and often had a task to do right off the bat to help out in our classroom community. 
To build community, I also focused on my students learning the names of their classmates. This point was especially important for kindergarten students as they may not know anyone else in the classroom. One strategy I used each September was to take a photo of each child and together we would assemble a, a hello book. Each page had a student picture and the caption would say hello followed by their name. We do an activity to put the book in alphabetical order and then once it was together we read this book usually several times a day as a class together. I would follow up one-on-one -on -one with students just to check to see that they were actually learning the children's names and I continued one-on-one -on -one with those that needed it until they could demonstrate mastery of the names. They could take this book home for home reading and read it to their parents as well. I also made a similar book that applied the same process to classmates book called Who Works Here? and the pictures were of myself and the other adults who worked in the school that my class would regularly interact with, such as educational assistants, playground supervisors, the principal, the vice principal, the secretary in the office, the librarian, and so on. Again, this book would go home with the students in their home reading bag once everyone has mastered all the names, and it would allow new parents to learn the names of the adults in our school community as well. These are just a few of the ideas I implemented year over year to build community in my classrooms. Hi, my name is Caitlin and I'm a grade 3 teacher. One way that I like to make my students feel at ease and welcome in our classroom is by incorporating community building activities for the first week of school. Students will likely be nervous and unsure about returning to school after such a long break. So I like to ease the tension by setting out Play-Doh on each person's desk. They each create a scene made out of Play-Doh that depicts one of their most memorable summer experiences. After everyone has finished creating their Play-Doh scene, or sculpture, I split the class into two and have a short walk and talk session. So this is where half the class will walk around the room and look at everyone else's creation. While the other group are the talkers. They sit at their desk and they talk about their creation. Once that's gone on for a few minutes, I let them switch. The walkers become the talkers and the talkers become the walkers. This way, they have both the opportunity to chat with their classmates and learn about their classmates' summer memories, but they also get the chance to explain their creation with their classmates. My students love this activity and usually ask to do it after other holiday breaks during the year too. I like this activity because it allows them to be hands-on and creative, it encourages them to chat to each other, and it gives them a chance to share something special to them with their classmates. Hi, I'm Lindsay Cristante, grade 3-4 teacher in School District 61. When it comes to back-to-school activities, I believe that focusing on students' social and emotional wellness and creating a positive classroom community trumps everything else. Once you've established a welcoming and accepting classroom culture where students feel safe, respected, and important, then you can implement meaningful academic lessons. Besides the typical creation of collaborative classroom rules and identifying student and teacher expectations, I have a few favorite back-to-school lessons that help me set up my classroom. The focus of the first activity is having everyone get to know each other in a fun and low-stress way. I call it paper bag presentations. Each student brings in their own paper bag filled with three items that tell a little bit about who they are. 
I always start off first with my example, usually a race bib to show my love of running, a picture of my family, and some sort of memento from a trip to show my love for travel. It's quick so kids don't feel pressure, and it's fun. It reminds them of show and tell. It makes me a more relatable teacher, and it also allows the students to be proud of their individuality. Another activity that I always do with my class is I introduce the concept of fixed versus growth mindset. First, we read a few stories that reflect growth mindset. Um, some great examples are Peter Reynolds' Ish and The Dot, and Ashley Spire's The Most Magnificent Thing, and Kobe Yamada's What Do You Do With an Idea? After some discussion, we look at the words creativity, mistakes, dedication, risks, success, courage, effort, and persistence, and we brainstorm what they mean and how they are relevant in our classroom. We then create phrases to replace negative self-talk. So for example, instead of saying, I give up, we reframe it and we say, I'll try it in a different way. Another series of lessons that I love to do with my class is uh, surrounding the book, Have You Filled a Bucket Today? by Carol McLeod. Her book encourages kindness and appreciation. The concept is quite simple. Everyone is carrying around an invisible bucket. When you're kind, you fill someone else's bucket, but you also fill your own too because kindness feels good. But when you are unkind, you are dipping someone's bucket and also dipping your own. We brainstorm how we can be bucket fillers, we journal, and we create a bulletin board filled with a bucket for each student that decorates our classroom and serves as a reminder for us all year on how to be bucket fillers. The last idea that I'll leave you with is using the Superflex program. This program helps students to become aware of their own thinking and to learn self-regulation strategies. The program uses books that introduce the team of unthinkables. They're cartoon characters who each embody different behaviors and challenges. While this program is often meant specifically for students who struggle socially, I think it's a valuable tool for kids to develop self-regulation strategies and recognize that we all have our own challenges or in this case unthinkables that we deal with daily. Students become more aware of their own behavior that can often interfere with their learning and become more understanding when other students have challenging behaviors. These four activities alone help me set the tone for a positive classroom that encourages individuality, growth mindset, kindness, and self-regulation. Hello, I'm a retired teacher with over three decades of experience in the classroom, everything from kindergarten to grade four. And nothing is more important than building a positive class, class ethos um, through varying activities. So I'd just like to share two that have worked really well for me and for my students. I think the most important thing to do at the beginning of the school year is twofold. Number one, you need to acknowledge the sense of self for each child. And number two, you need to build a strong sense of team within your classroom community. And here are two ideas that I believe target both of those goals. So in order to acknowledge the sense of self for each child, I have in the past done a project called Me in a Box. It is not my original idea, but I did work on it over the years to tailor it to work best for my students. And of course, I would start by modeling it myself. Me in a box involves finding an interesting 
carrying case of some sort, whether that be a small suitcase, um, a decorated photo box, anything that the child can creatively come up with. And they are to choose up to five artifacts from their home that would talk about them as a person and who they are as an individual. I would always do mine first so that the children would learn about me as a person and they always find it, found it very entertaining that I could talk to them about my personal life and things that I was interested in and stories. So for example in the box I might put a photograph of my family, I might put a golf ball, I might put some other interesting item that I could then speak to whether it was about a hobby I had, an interest I had, or a favorite book or other item of interest. And then it would all be inside a box and I would have five to ten minutes to talk to them about myself and why those things were very important and significant to me. Once I had done my presentation of me in a box, I would assign the children their day to come and do their presentation. All of this would go home in a handout, which made it very easy for the parents um, to bring the ideas together, and it always seemed to be a very positive thing. I would fit those uh, presentations in over a period of time. Sometimes I could get two or three done in a day, sometimes four, sometimes only one. You know how those days go in the classroom. But it was always a big hit and something the children looked forward to. Not only talking about themselves, but hearing about their classmates. And they were then given a few minutes to ask a few significant questions about the items that were brought in the box. We left those on display around the classroom and even for meet the teacher night they would be out so that the parents would also get a sense of what some of the other children were about and it was sure fun to hear classmates talk about other classmates and why they had significant items in their box and what it had meant to them. So that one I think really speaks to the sense of self for each child. They feel very proud of what they bring and the other children um, show genuine interest in those presentations. The second one would be uh, regarding targeting building a strong sense of team within your classroom community. And this is something that I developed over the years. And it is, it, I refer to it as work ethic points. At the very beginning of the year, the students and I would agree on what were the behaviors that we needed in our classroom to have it running smoothly and effectively. We would come up with these things together. We would make a large chart and the children would also have a copy of these behaviors in their notebook, which they often would take home and sign with their parents at the beginning of the year. So those would be things like the, the kinds of behaviors we valued, listening to each other, um, things like quick transitions from one activity to another, um, being cooperative, helping each other, and what I would do is I would take a small 100 square grid from a, a math notebook or a math uh, guidebook, just a blank square that had a 100 grid, and I would put it on the board with the behaviors that we were targeting. And any time that I saw a student, two students, or many students displaying that behavior, I would describe the behavior and I would award them, the entire class, a certain number of points. I might say, oh, that was so kind of you to help your neighbor put his things away. You have just earned for the class five work ethic points, because that's a very helpful thing to do. It was always important to describe the behaviors 
because that is what's important, that they understand why they're receiving the points. So over a period of time, these behaviors really shaped a community within the classroom. They started to recognize the things that were valued, the things that would be recognized. It was always a very positive thing. Work ethic points could never be taken away. And it was such a group thing. It was always very positive. Once they had received their 100 work ethic points, we would have a celebration. And I explained to the children that a celebration or reward, such as um, reaching 100 work work ethic points, did not have to cost money, and it did not have to be about food. So we would generate ideas. Maybe we would like to take a walk in the neighborhood. Maybe we would like to have a picnic lunch. Maybe they would like to have an extra five minutes at recess when I would go out and supervise them. They came up with a wide variety of things. Maybe they'd like to have a pajama party. During the year, we might end up having one work ethic reward celebration every month and a half or so. So it was not an onerous thing, but it went on for the entire year. And the children were always being recognized for their positive behaviors. And they soon learned what was valued so that we could be a happy and productive classroom community. Both of these suggestions, me in a box and work ethic points, are things that I have used for many, many years. It never got old with the children and it never lost its effectiveness. So I hope those two ideas can be of some use to someone and happy September to all of you. Hi, my name is Stephen Marta and I teach grade three in Victoria. The most important thing I do at the beginning of the year is that I start building relationships right from day one. It is so important that you make time for your students to get to know you and they need to get to know each other. They need to know a bit about you as a person and they need to share things about their own lives with you and the entire class. When they know that you care about them and the things they do, they feel safe and important. And when they discover they have something in common with their classmates, they feel a sense of belonging. One way I do this is through me bags. A me bag is a bag with five to eight items that shows something about you. The items in the me bag should highlight and show the class, people, places, and activities that are important in your life. What makes you, you. It could be a photo of your family, a Lego structure that you built, the karate belt that you earned, your favorite book, a photo of you participating in a hobby you like. You could bring in something you like to collect or really anything that helps the class get to know you better. At the end of the first week of school, I show my students the items in my bag and explain why I chose them. They then can ask questions or make comments. In the end, they know a lot about what makes me, me. The following week, they bring in their bag to share with the class. We usually do about four to six per day over the week. This is a great way to build a sense of belonging for each student. You can see the connections happening as students are sharing. They show and talk about something from their me bag, and one of their classmates says, oh, I like to do that too. It makes them feel instantly connected to their peers. The secret to a successful school year, it's all about building relationships. Hi, my name is Sarah Odapal, and I'm a primary teacher in Victoria, British Columbia. Here are some things that I do in September, but also throughout the year to make students feel welcome. Certainly on the first day of school, I'll introduce myself and let them know that I'm feeling excited to meet them but also nervous. I think it's important that we share some vulnerability with them so that they know we're not just a robot and we're an actual human being that has feelings just like them. Then 
We'll all complete an About Me booklet and we'll all design a name tag together and complete a self-reflection sheet so that we can share with each other, learn about each other, make some connections, find common ground, but also celebrate our differences. I feel that when kids feel we are interested in them, then they become interested in us and school and learning. Another thing I'll do is I'll send home a help me get to know your child form to parents. So the parents can tell me about their children's strengths, what they're unsure about, what their likes are, their dislikes, or anything else that they feel I should know. And it'll give me an idea of what subject matter to focus on, what things to look out for, how the parents perceive their own children. And I'll often refer back to those sheets throughout the year as well. I try to set up some agreements, some kindness and respect agreements in my classroom. Um, Appreciations only, no put-downs, mutual respect, attentive listening, and the right to pass. So you don't have to participate in something if you're feeling uncomfortable. We tend to review these agreements every day. And I really feel it's important to give students lots of unstructured time, lots of free play where they can build friendships. But before that free play, we review our kindness agreements um, just so that it's in the forefront of their mind. And then we can refer back to them if there's some problems. I think it's so important during that unstructured time, if there are disagreements, that we coach them and help them work through their problems with their friends and give them those social emotional learning skills so we also read lots of stories like I love that story have you filled a bucket today and we'll have some do some role play with some character cards um, just to help teach and reinforce those social emotional learning skills that um, in my opinion need to be in place almost before academics do that's it for now thanks for listening bye Hello, my name is Catherine O'Connor and Morgan asked me to share a couple of my favorite back to school activities that I do with the students. The first one I'm going to talk about, it's um, concentric circle discussions, I guess, community building discussions. And I have a, a page that I've developed that gives a space for kids to have a little bit of brainstorming to come up with their own answers to these questions. And then um, space to write down the names of the people whose stories they've heard. So the questions are about like your claim to fame, your something you're proud of, uh, a challenge you're working on, something you want to achieve, something interesting you learned recently, uh, where you, your parents, or your grandparents were born, and then um, also coming up with a secret handshake with your partner. So kids have some time to uh, brainstorm, then we get into our concentric circles, and it's almost like a speed dating format. So kids will have 20 seconds to talk and then the other partner has 20 seconds to talk and then we take one step to the right and then we have different conversations with different people. So the goal is to to build some trust here and to learn a little bit more about each other, especially if the kids don't know each other. It works really well with uh, groups that are coming together for from multiple schools, like when they're going into middle school or if they're coming from early and late um, French immersion. Uh, but it can also work in schools or in classes where they, um, they, they do know each other quite well and their goal is to find things that the other people don't know. Anyway, they have these conversations and, and it gets quite, quite fun actually by the end. Uh, and another activity we do is a big brainstorm as a class about what 
do each of us need in order to be really successful in a classroom? Or what are some things that we have really appreciated about classes in the past or that we were looking forward to that we'd really like to see in this class? And I do phrase it as a we because then I can also contribute, which is helpful <laughs> for, for creating some good norms. Uh, but kids know they, they want to talk about being kind to each other, listening to each other, not laughing when somebody asks a question. Uh, often they'll ask if you can go outside or things like that. So we'll, we'll generate this big list of things that people would like to see in order to be successful for the school year. And then we put it aside. And then a few days later, we'll come back to it and start to identify which of those things needs to be something that the teacher does and which of those things needs to be things that everyone does. So, um, for example, going outside, that's something that the teacher needs to be okay with, right? They need to plan it into the day or be open to, um, creating opportunities for place-based learning outside or taking advantage of, of good weather and getting the class out there. Other things like listening when people are trying to talk, that's everybody's job. So we go back and we, we circle them and highlight them in different colors. And that poster stays up for pretty much the whole year. And then we'll go back and we'll, we'll um, modify and update as the year goes on. So those are two of my favorite strategies for beginning of the year. And I hope you have a great startup. To recap, whether you plan a picnic for your families, incorporate Play-Doh into your first day back, create a book of important people in your school, do a version of the me bag or box, use any number of the books and resources mentioned, or use a cool strategy like concentric circles, you're bound to create a classroom culture of belonging. I can't wait to hear all about it. I want to thank you for the wonderful reviews that you've left for this podcast on iTunes. Your reviews make a big difference in helping other educators find this show. If you think that I'm doing good work here and you'd like others to get inspired and join our 21-day kindness challenge and movement, I'd love it if you would take a minute, head over to iTunes, and leave a review. Thank you so much. This has been another episode of Kind Sight 101, the podcast. For links to resources mentioned in this episode, visit smallactbigimpact.com and click on our podcast and choose this episode number. Now, I'd love to give my audience a heads up about my new book, which will provide ideas, actionable strategies, and inquiry-based approaches to creating kinder classroom through serving the community. Subscribe to my blog for more information. Now, I would love to hear from you. What's the biggest insight that you gain from this conversation? Head over to our website, smallactbigimpact.com, leave a comment on our podcast page, or tag and connect with us on social media with the hashtag smallactbigimpact to share your inspiring story of kindness. Can't wait to hear from you.